Chapter One of Lamentation of a Sinner by Catherine Parr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of an humble confession of sins to the glory of God. When I consider, in the bethinking of mine evil and wretched former life, mine obstinate, stony, and untractable heart to have so much exceeded in evilness, that it hath not only neglected, yea, contemned, and despised God's holy precepts and commandments, but also embraced, received, and esteemed, vain, foolish, and feigned trifles, I am partly by the hate I owe to sin, which hath reigned in me, and partly by the love I owe to all Christians, whom I am content to edify, even with the example of mine own shame, forced and constrained with my heart and words to confess and declare to the world how ingrate, negligent, unkind, and stubborn I have been to God my Creator, and how beneficial, merciful, and gentle he hath been always to me his creature, being such a miserable and wretched sinner. Truly I have taken no little small thing upon me, first to set forth my whole stubbornness and contempt in words, the which is incomprehensible in thought, as it is in the nineteenth psalm, who understandeth his faults. Next this, to declare the excellent beneficence, mercy, and goodness of God, which is infinite and unmeasurable. Neither can all the words of angels and men make relation thereof as appertaineth to his most high goodness. Who is he that is not forced to confess the same, if he consider what he hath received of God, and doth daily receive? Yea, if men would not acknowledge and confess the same, the stones would cry out, Truly I am constrained and forced to speak and write thereof, to mine own confusion and shame, but to the glory and praise of God. For he, as a loving father of most abundant and high goodness, hath heaped upon me innumerable benefits, and I, contrary, have heaped manifold sins, despising that which was good, holy, and pleasant, and acceptable in his sight, and choosing that which was delicious, pleasant, and acceptable in my sight. And no marvel it was that I did so, for I would not learn to know the Lord and his ways, but loved darkness better than light. Yea, darkness seemed to me light. I embraced ignorance as perfect knowledge, and knowledge seemed to me superfluous and vain. I regarded little God's word, but gave myself to vanities and shadows of the world. I forsook him in whom all truth is, and followed the vain, foolish imaginations of my heart. I would have covered my sins with the pretense of holiness. I called superstition godly meaning, and true holiness error. The Lord did speak many pleasant and sweet words unto me, and I would not hear. He called me diversely, but through frowardness I would not answer. Mine evils and miseries are so many and so great that they can accuse me even to my face. Oh, how miserably and wretchedly am I confounded, when, for the multitude and greatness of my sins, I am compelled to accuse myself. Was it not a marvellous unkindness when God did speak to me, and also called to me, that I would not answer him? What man, so called, would not have heard, or what man, hearing, would not have answered? If an earthly prince had spoken or called, I suppose there are none but would willingly have done both. Now, therefore, what a wretch and caitiff am I, that when the prince of princes and king of kings did speak many pleasant and gentle words unto me, and also called me so many and sundry times, that they cannot be numbered, and yet, notwithstanding these great signs and tokens of love, I would not come unto him, but hid myself out of his sight, seeking many crooked and byways, wherein I walked so long that I had wholly lost his sight. 
and no marvel or wonder, for I had a blind guide called Ignorance, who dimmed so mine eyes that I could never perfectly get any sight of the fair, goodly, straight, and right ways of his doctrine, but continually travelled, uncomfortably, in foul, wicked, crooked, and perverse ways, yea, and because they were so much haunted of many, I could not think but that I walked in the perfect and right way, having more regard to the number of the walkers than to the order of the walking, believing also, most assuredly, with company to have walked to heaven, whereas I am most sure they would have brought me down to hell. I forsook the spiritual honouring of the true living God, and worshipped visible idols and images made of men's hands, believing by them to have gotten heaven. Yea, to say the truth, I made a great idol of myself, for I loved myself better than God. And certainly, look how many things are loved or preferred in our hearts before God. So many are taken and esteemed for idols and false gods. Alas, how have I violated this holy, pure, and most high precept and commandment of the love of God? Which precept bindeth me to love him with my whole heart, mind, force, strength, and understanding, and I, like unto an evil, wicked, and disobedient child, have given my will, power, and senses to the contrary, making almost of every earthly and carnal thing a god. Furthermore, the blood of Christ was not reputed by me sufficient for to wash me from the filth of my sins, neither such ways as he had appointed by his word, but I sought for such riffraff as the bishop of Rome hath planted in his tyranny and kingdom, trusting with great confidence by the virtue and holiness of them to receive full remission of my sins. And so I did, as much as was in me, obfuscate and darken the great benefit of Christ's passion, than the which no thought can conceive anything of more value. There cannot be done so great an injury and displeasure to Almighty God our Father as to tread underfoot Christ, his only begotten and well-beloved Son. All other sins in the world gathered together in one are not so heinous and detestable in the sight of God. And no wonder, for in Christ crucified God doth show himself most noble and glorious, even an almighty God and most loving Father, in his only dear and chosen blessed Son. And therefore I count myself one of the most wicked and miserable sinners in the world, because I have been so much contrary to Christ my Saviour. St. Paul desired to know nothing but Christ crucified, after he had been wrapped into the third heaven, where he heard such secrets as were not convenient and meet to utter to men, but counted all his works and doings as nothing to win Christ. And I, most presumptuously, thinking nothing of Christ crucified, went about to set forth mine own righteousness, saying, with the proud Pharisee, Good Lord, I thank thee, I am not like other men, I am none adulterer nor fornicator, and so forth with such like words of vainglory, extolling myself and despising others, working as a hired servant for wages, or else for reward, and not as a loving child, only for very love, without respect of wages or reward, as I ought to have done. Neither did I consider how beneficial a father I had, who did show me his charity and mercy of his own mere grace and goodness, that when I was most his enemy, he sent his only begotten and well-beloved son into this world of wretchedness and misery to suffer most cruel and sharp death for my redemption. But my heart was so stony and hard that this great benefit was never truly and lively printed in my heart, although with my words it was often rehearsed, thinking myself to be sufficiently instructed in the same, and being, indeed, in blind ignorance." and yet I stood so well in mine own judgment and opinion that I thought it vain to seek the increase of my knowledge therein. 
Paul calleth Christ the wisdom of God, and even the same Christ was to me foolishness. My pride and blindness deceived me, and the hardness of my heart withstood the growing of truth within it. Such were the fruits of my carnal and human reason, to have rotten ignorance in price for ripe and seasonable knowledge. Such also is the malice and wickedness that possesseth the hearts of men, such is the wisdom and pleasing of the flesh. I professed Christ in my baptism when I began to live, but I swerved from him after baptism, in continuance of my living, even as the heathen, which never had begun. Christ was innocent and void of all sin, and I wallowed in filthy sin, and was free from no sin. Christ was obedient unto his Father, even to the death of the cross, and I disobedient and most stubborn, even to the confusion of truth. Christ was meek and humble in heart, and I most proud and vainglorious. Christ despised the world with all the vanities thereof, and I made it my God because of the vanities. Christ came to serve his brethren, and I coveted to rule over them. Christ despised worldly honor, and I much delighted to attain the same. Christ loved the base and simple things of the world, and I esteemed the most fair and pleasant things. Christ loved poverty, and I wealth. Christ was gentle and merciful to the poor, and I hard-hearted and ungentle. Christ prayed for his enemies, and I hated mine. Christ rejoiced in the conversion of sinners, and I was not grieved to see their reversion to sin. By this declaration all creatures may perceive how far I was from Christ and without Christ, yea, how contrary to Christ, although I bear the name of a Christian, insomuch that if any man had said, I had been without Christ, I would have stiffly denied and withstood the same. And yet, indeed, I neither knew Christ, nor wherefore he came. As concerning the effect and purpose of his coming, I had a certain vain and blind knowledge, both cold and dead, which may be had with all sin, as doth plainly appear by this my confession and open declaration. End of chapter 1